0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of The Rodcast. Good to be chatting with you, Pastor Rod. How are you doing? Uh, Great, Adrian. Looking forward to this this session today. That's going to be good. So we're talking about contextualization, which is a big word, but basically it's the process of thinking through something in the context that you're at. So uh, really the big question is how important is adapting our methods and what we do to the context of the people we're trying to reach. So, just diving straight into it, Pastor Rod. What is context and why is it important?
1: Yeah, context is the environment, or or even the audience uh, to whom God has sent us. The people to whom God has sent us to share good news. So, whether it's in our home country uh, with our own culture, or a foreign culture, or a, a foreign country, the whole thing is how do I, how do I not not change the gospel good news but how do i communicate that's a good word right there how do i communicate effectively so that what i say and what they receive is is the right thing this this comes down to communication theory which is whole thing of you haven't communicated till people receive what you said uh, in their context let me also say that um during the the online period of time these last few years there's been a debate over whether content is king or context is king these are big words but i think the answer is context is king in other words we can put out a lot of content but if it doesn't connect if it doesn't answer the questions if it even miscommunicates content was not king what is king is context where people actually understand the the intention of our communication It's really big. It's a big part of the world. I think it's in um, every, you know, business will talk about this in some way and politics and church and sports teams. Everyone has to talk about the context, our context and the context of people we're meeting with. So this is a very international, universal subject. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. So we just say context is um, for us, even in the church world, it's for us to understand the church and the message of the gospel, but then also to understand the audience, the culture that we're speaking into and see how we can connect these two just to bring life and and, and uh, for people to really understand it and get it.
1: Yeah, I think a really good example is, is here in Japan when we arrived in 2002, 20 years ago, a lot of people said things about like Japanese not being interested in the gospel. And we found that not to be true. Uh, not that those people were bad or, or like had done something wrong, but th- they didn't understand the context of the wonderful Japanese people. And as we understood their context and were able to pray and think about words, phrases, um, where there's possible stumbling blocks or miscommunications, and we were able to sidestep some of those and say, now this is the good news for you wonderful Japanese. There was an immediate openness to the good news. I think that really shows that um, we've got to find the cultural code, which is probably my way of saying contextualization. I use the little phrase, we've got to find the cultural code. I'm an Australian, you're a South African. I guess we, our churches in our countries have to find the cultural code to help people discover Jesus and grow in Jesus without compromise. So we're not talking about changing the gospel. We're talking about, you know, how do we actually communicate well. So people go, aha, it's that aha moment where people go, aha. For example, again, in Japan, the the word grace, beautiful word in almost every country of the world, including Japan. But in Japan, the, the Japanese word megumi means gift giving. So if I receive grace from God, then probably the Japanese expectation is I've got to give grace back to God, or I've got to give back to God something. And there is an exchange or a transactional concept to grace that is not there in the original culture and language of the New Testament. So we've got to understand that, that the Mm. context means, if I just use that word without explanation, um, there can be miscommunication. But when I use that word with explanation or with metaphors, pictures, illustrations, object lessons, I explain what that word means in the culture. People have this aha uh-huh, moment. Ah, that's what you mean by grace. Sure. Ah, now we understand how much Jesus has done for us. So that's just one little example of understanding context. And just by using a word, we think we're communicating, but we may not be, with that mm-hmm. explanation. Does that make sure. sense?
0: Yeah, I think it's great. And I it's because it, I think part of this journey is really loving people because you want to understand Ooh. them. You want to really say help me understand your culture, help me understand these words, because, um, again, the, the New Testament was written in a culture, in a context. And so certain words meant certain things for them. So we really have to, how do we communicate that same message mm. to these are wonderful people here in Japan? So that's mm. awesome. So we're going to dive in, in, uh, you know, just a moment, we're going to ask some more questions about personal experiences here in Japan, but, um, Do we see any example of this in the Bible?
1: Yeah, the Old Testament has a context and must be understood in its context. It's called genre or a literary style. That some parts of the Old Testament is clearly poetry, such as um, some parts of Psalms um, and some of the prophetic words. We've got to understand that genre. Um, Other parts of the Old Testament are narrative and much more straightforward. New Testament is a lot of narrative about Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all narrative. And it's so wonderful to just read narrative portions about our Lord Jesus Christ and the early disciples. But then it comes to some letters of Paul, and we've got to understand the genre of letter writing in its day. You see, the, the Bible was not written to us. It was written for us. This is a really big concept that's being used right now this concept the bible was not written to us no one was writing to rod and adrian in the bible they were writing to their own culture in their own time with their own technology and their own medicine and their own outlook they wrote it for god under the inspiration of the holy spirit it's it's god's word he protects it but we read it now as not to us but it's written for us so it must be read through the lens of context Um, So, for example, New Testament where Paul starts talking about the women with the head coverings, today in the world there are some countries that read that and understand it completely because it's their culture. Uh, Those coming out of Islamic cultures would understand that the most and some Catholic cultures. Um, For us in Australia, the issue of head covering is not an issue. In Japan, it's not an issue. So context, we must understand, well, what was that written for? It was written about respect and honour. In the local church, mm-hmm. that women were showing respect in their culture. So yes, that's an example, and we could go through a bunch of wonderful examples about Jesus using metaphors and, and phrases, and, and and as we look at it, it, it's not hidden, it's not secret, or you know, cabalistic or, or secretive or gnostic readings. It's, it's it's plain as the, pa- the 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 writing on the paper or the yeah. digital text. It's not secret, but it must be understood through some culture. This is called context. And I think that instead of being afraid of this, we should love it, embrace it, and use it as our tool and understanding how to share with people for you in South Africa or me in Australia or us in Japan. We, we understand this, that if the gospel, if the gospel was not written to the Japanese, it was written for the Japanese, and any lack of understanding then is on our part to explain Mm -hmm. it and to bring illustrations and metaphors, as I talked about. This is our responsibility as communicators, and it's a wonderful responsibility. You know, the Apostle Paul, we were talking about this before the show, in 1 Corinthians 9, um, talks about, to the Corinthians, about um, becoming like the culture in some ways, not compromising on purity or values, but actually understanding culture is important And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9.19, though I am free, he means, well, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. So Paul is saying, I'm free. I, I don't have to do what these Corinthians are doing and all their stuff, but I need to understand culture and I need to understand context that I may win as many as possible. Verse 20, to the Jews I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law... I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. So it's now talking about Corinthians and the Greeks and the Romans and those outside the Jewish world. Though I'm not free from God's law, I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I become weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save. Some I do all this, all this understanding of culture for the sake of the gospel, the good news that I might share in its blessings. Big scripture, Paul is saying, hey, Corinthians, I get you. I get yeah. you. And God gets you. And God wants to communicate to you, mm. uh, not by compromise, but by good communication, clear communication of the intention of God's love and God's grace.
0: It's It's a big mm. New Testament concept, isn't it? Mm, it's so good i love it and and just you did mention that uh paul paul did this without compromise and i think this is an important thing because i have seen people engaging in in like if you go into big cities there's just the nightlife culture and all of those kind of things and people engaging that to a point where becomes dangerous for them as well. And um, so, yeah. could you just give some wisdom into that? How much of the culture do we engage uh, and to a point <laughs> that we continue yeah. just no compromise? One of my points a while ago was you got to read the words on the page and if it makes
1: sense in the logical, it just, mm. it just is there. You know? So, there are yeah. a lot of things about warnings, about not being with people that will destroy your uh, character your priorities, Mm. destroy your marriage. Uh, There Mm. are some very straight scriptures that just straight out say don't put yourself in that situation. So I think to contextualize without reading that is Mm. what's going to lead to danger and error. So it's it's a balance, isn't it? I've got the truth. Mm. I'm I'm reading the word. I'm applying it to my life. I've got Mm. some values, and now I want to reach some people while holding Mm. those values. So I wouldn't go to a nightclub to try and evangelize, especially Mm. with the 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 um, temptations, but also the sound, the, the level of sound. Some people say, oh, yeah, I can go and, and share the gospel because Jesus had, like, parties. And I think, no, no, Jesus had house parties where he controlled the environment or controlled the mood. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. word here. So he went to Zacchaeus' house, who was a, a corrupt tax collector, and Zacchaeus had all his tax collectors there. It would have been an interesting night, but it was in the house. There wouldn't have been loud music and 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 you know dancing, uh, you know whatever. It, it it was a discussion. It was a discussion group, and 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 Jesus was there, and they were there to hear Jesus. So, I I, I think we obviously have to be with people who are corrupt tax collectors like Zacchaeus, but who are hungry to hear yeah. what Jesus has to say about their life, and. And when mm. Zacchaeus heard, he just changed and, and wow, what an amazing mm. story in Luke 19 if you sure. want to read it. So I think read, read the words on the page. It's not just one scripture. We've got to understand a number, which is why we need to be under good leadership. We could, we could actually ask someone, would this be a, a wise thing to do? Ask yeah. a connect group leader or small group leader. Um, not controlling people, but good advice giving good advice people that are ahead of us in the journey saying well that would be a very dangerous thing for you and your family uh and yeah. we just avoid that and then we try and set up like a house party or a park day or a something that's mm-hmm. more the mood is is much more um conducive for discussion and
0: and even prayer if
1: people would like
0: mm. that yeah that's so good awesome so what what would you say, um, I, I know there's a lot of things to chat about, yeah. but what are some of the key areas of church life and culture that we should really uh, think about around contextualization, yeah. maybe music and marriage and all of these kind of things?
1: I think one of the easiest ways to describe it is the word good news. We're here to share the mm. good news of Jesus Christ. And mm. in some cultures, the way things are presented, it could even be bad news. So, or, or not interesting news. We're called uh, to present good news to the people. And yeah. I think that's a really important part of finding the cultural code. Um, in Australia, it would be really about, about how helping families, helping marriages, helping parenting, helping budgeting. Um, I know those aren't some, well, they're all spiritual, but it's not just the message of Jesus. It's that God wants to help you in all these areas these are very important life areas and um the church can't do everything but it can do something and um so here in japan we've had to discover the the key ingredient for the cultural code of reaching people is friendship which is the most like when we say this you know things like family friendship you're all going no brainer right (laughs) true but that's what we've got to communicate this is truly Mm -hmm. the heart of god is to help in japan to be your friend to let you know that he has a purpose so we use a scripture like Jeremiah 29:11 all the time which says from God I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for a future and a hope and not for evil and we share that scripture with Japanese saying there's a god with a plan and many Japanese say after reflection that's interesting that's that's really interesting and they might even say well that's that could change the way I see life. So there's there's life changes. We share scripture and good news up front, and God also a big issue in Japan is loneliness. That God is your friend. Not not only am I your friend, but God is your friend in your room at night and um, on the train, and and when you read His Word, God is personally speaking to you as your friend. And and yes, He's your Lord, but He's your friend. And Japanese start to w- wake up to these beautiful spiritual concepts of good news good and then god can forgive you and you need to forgive and that's good news so that's the that's the good news in japan and it's not complex is it really it's like as i said a bit of a Mm no-brainer but we have to stay on that rather than on some some people might want to come in and do very deep theological reflection but the japanese don't even know what what god is so we've got to start where people are Mm -hmm. in um, Viv and I lived in Thailand four years, and the key thing there, as in many spiritual cultures, is is God able to protect me from the evil spirits and the evil force. This is not upfront with Australians and um, probably a little bit more with South Africa because of the, the culture mix. Probably not that much in Japan, although it can be, but in Thailand this is the key issue. And if you don't yeah. answer that, no matter how good Jesus sounds, if he can't protect them, If Jesus can't protect them, they're not interested. So we have to understand this and present Jesus as the force over all spiritual powers and all sickness and all all negative influences. There is a God called Jesus Christ who came and died and rose again, and he can protect you. He can give you a life free of fear. Well, that's quite a different upfront presentation of the good news. But it's not really, it's just the order in which we bring out the, the good news. So in yeah. Japan, we need to say to the Japanese, he will protect you very early. Yeah. But maybe up front, even more is God's plan and purpose for your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not not discarding any part of the good news. It's saying mm. in what order, in what in what mm. like ranking can I do I need to share good news with my friends? Mm, it's so and good. That is the cultural code that I've yeah. been talking about.
0: Sure. So it's really about highlighting certain truths a little bit more in the beginning to really engage the hearts of people. And I think we've uh this past Tuesday, every every Tuesday we have our staff meeting and people share great stories of what God's doing. And uh our youth has just had like a great youth event and they they actually through friendship met someone on a on a, I think they met a group of them. Met this one girl. They're playing cards, just making friends, and then they invited her to this youth meeting where they spoke about purpose. They spoke about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and so we see these two things there through friendship. She connected with people, and the message that engaged her heart was God has a plan and purpose for my life. So we can see yeah. that Yara yeah, is someone who didn't know God, uh, wasn't thinking about Jesus, but through people engaging her. Uh, through friendship and sharing a message of God as a plan and purpose. She's now thinking about God, thinking about Jesus and considering Jesus uh, because of that. So I think it's it's so powerful.
1: Yeah, we can think of hundreds of people in our Japanese churches, um, and not just Japanese. they could be from the Philippines or uh, America, where they've connected with purpose here. And even some of our pastors in, in Japan, like uh, we've got two great Japanese pastors, Shiva, and tasuke and both of them say they came to church and heard a message on vision or purpose what like a combination and through god and that is what touched their hearts um, and both of them wanted to do something for japan and yeah. and so purpose touched their hearts yeah um others uh, Noboru came because he heard a message on the true love of god and he'd been wondering about love so um, yeah, we just don't know what God is going to use, but we have to be there as their friend in order to present this ranking of great good news mm-hmm. about sure. Jesus.
0: So with uh, this contextualization, um, we, we've we been speaking a lot about uh, the message, so really understanding the gospel, how it connects. Um, does this also affect your methods, how you do church and in terms of music and uh, how we do marriage courses and how does how does that how does context affect your methods? Well,
1: that's a great question, isn't it? Because this is now application.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I think I think local church uh, has many facets. It's, one is to care for the people, the people of God, and one is to reach out to new people. And I think caring for the people of God is 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 obviously our number one concern that people feel loved and cared for and prayed for and. And I think that there's there's different ways we have that we have small groups, we have Sunday service, we have teaching, online teaching, in-person teaching. We've got a lot of good leaders out there praying and caring. Um, those people are already they're bought into the wonderful good news of Jesus. Um, people that don't know anything about Jesus, it is more challenging for a local church to to put a service on that will relate to them. But I believe that is our task: is to to care for both the the existing members or the existing believers and reach out to new people. So the the spread of our communication is actually broad in any meeting. It's actually wide. And this is the difficulty of thinking through the cultural code because in Japan, if you have visitors and you are not connecting with them, they could just fall asleep right there in the chair. Just all of a sudden Japanese are asleep. And I've said to my pastors, it doesn't matter what happens, but if people fall asleep in your message, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how you think it is, if people fell asleep, we didn't do well because this message has to engage hearts. Yeah. So there has to be stories. There's got to be good stories from the Bible and there's got to be good stories from our lives or other people's lives or stories from that connect the word to life about marriage and Children and relationships and health and jobs and so there's got to be a high application, not just as I said before. If you talk about deep theological truths, some people will go, "That was great," but anyone seeking God won't get it. Um, so I would say use that deep theological truth for a podcast or a sp- specific. You know, we, we have our college, our our Bible college, um, or. Uh, a specific small group for that discussion, but Sunday must have a presentation of the gospel in every meeting. Mm. It's it's, yeah. it's almost like uh, the first the first base in baseball. You the first base is people actually are engaged, and mm. so that's why we do think about music because mm. if we're using music, that is not um, their music in any way. Shape or form, I think there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. They will think, yeah. especially in Japan, they'll think, oh, this must be a foreign religion. Yeah. Um, so we have discovered we can't use certain songs, like, for example, with many words, with lots and lots of words. And we do bilingual. So we translate half the song to Japanese, half English. Mm. Lots of words. We just can't do it, no matter how much we love that song. And I will say to people, well, you've got Spotify and you've got your podcast and you've got – why don't you listen six days a week to whatever you want to, but on mm. Sunday, come on mission. Sunday, yeah. come, ready to sing new songs. We've always got new songs and new words that we feel are, are, are great lyrics for right now about grace mm. or endurance or with God we can, all yeah. about Jesus. Um, and the style has to be, in a way, I'm sort of moving my head a little bit now, like like a, a rhythm yeah. that meets the rhythm of the nation. Mm. So it meets the style of whether we're in the Philippines or, or Japan mm. or wherever, there's a style connection that mm. draws their hearts to the lyrics and the influence of the song, hence worship. So yeah. even non-Christians in Japan will come and try to sing. They will. They'll come and see the words on the screen and they'll say, oh, karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You can sing along. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they'll try and the words are about Jesus and about heaven. And um, if it's boring music and sleepy, they'll fall asleep. If it's interesting, they'll engage. Yeah. So that's not compromise. That is mm-hmm. contextualization, bringing the good mm-hmm. news to music, bringing the good music sorry, bringing the good news to our message, yeah. bringing the good news to our teaching, etc. No compromise, yeah. but so you can see that with context, it is more complex
0: mm. and
1: it's maybe why some people don't do this. Yeah. It, it's a lot of thought and a lot of talk and a lot yeah. of discussion to do mm. something simply that touches mm. Christians and your non-Christians.
0: Yeah. So good. And, um, I'd love to hear about your process. How do yeah. you uh, go through a process of understanding culture and, and, and just how to share a certain message? And I know that I've been in many uh, situations where you've asked great questions of, of our Japanese saying, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, help me understand. What words should we use? And I, I remember visiting Seoul with you, doing the same thing in Korea so yeah, just talk. Share a little bit about your method yeah. that you use.
1: I think you used it very early on here that we just love the people, and mm. um, when you love the people, you honor the people. Mm. And so when I come into a culture, I'm not I'm not the boss. I'm not mm. the boss of them. I'm on their turf, actually. Yeah. So I think we need to have that attitude of serving. What does this mean? And what does this word mean? And what? How do you do this? And I think that's honoring. And even discussing questions regarding spirituality in the nation or I'm not trying to dumb down or, or, or take away the power of the good news of Jesus. I'm trying to understand what their interest is and what their objections might be to the good news. I'm actually asking a lot of questions to bring in good communication. And I think this would be the same in Australia or anywhere else we are. We're actually trying to understand the culture that we can, mm, how do I? What's a word picture? What's a, what's an analogy or a metaphor or a parable or a, what, what's something that will carry the good news meaning into this culture? Um, there's a really amazing old book. Uh, I'm going to forget what the name is. Um, it's like the Gospel to the ends of the world and finding parts of biblical culture in strange places, and and one of them was in Papua New Guinea or it might be Irian Jaya in the east of Indonesia. And they went there and could not get an access to that tribe with the good news until they saw a swap of child hostages. And they called them the peace child. And when there was a swap of hostages between tribes, there was peace. And so that missionary then started to say, God has given you a peace child to bring peace to you. And the the, the whole tribe just woke up (laughs) and said, we want, we want this child and we want this relationship. And it broke through and the whole tribe became believers in Jesus. Now, that's a very specific myth or, or cultural aspect, but it is true about loving the people and hearing their story and understanding their culture and understanding their problems and, and questions. And we would say, you know what, uh, here's a scripture or here's a concept about Jesus that will fit right into that. It's yeah. honouring. And so if I come in with a, an Australian superiority not that I have that, but if I come in oh, in Australia it's better and in Australia we do this and australia there's there's just no no discussion I'm coming in as arrogant but if I come in and saying I'm from Australia I don't understand can you can we talk about this yeah and a couple of years ago I was in Israel and I talked to different people from different people groups and asking them what 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 does it mean to you and what wouldn't you want to believe in? Different groups gave different answers within the one country, as they would. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I just realised we've got to actually listen mm. and, and understand. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not, not saying that um, every culture is always good. We know that from current history, current world events. But every culture will have an aspect that God can use mm. to just flow into, and people yeah. start going, ah that's what mm. Jesus is all about I think sure. that's called love I really do and that's yeah. what Paul was saying when I with the Jews I want to win them I'm free here's a mm. here's a really weird example for a couple of minutes when I first went to the Philippines 40 years ago 40 years ago <laughs> um, I'm an Australian and I wear shorts because Australians wear shorts right and but the Filipinos said to me that's rude in public that was 40 years ago now not a problem but 40 mm-hmm. years ago it was a problem. And so I had a choice, I'm Australian, I could wear my shorts or I'm in the Philippines, I could do as they said. And a missionary said this to me, it's really important. He said, mm. uh, at that time, there was 40 million people in the Philippines. Now there's 100 million, believe it or not. Wow. At the back of 40 million. He said, Rod, what's easier to change here? One Australian or 40 million Filipinos in the Philippines? And I said, mm, one Australian is easier to change. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the change of the context that I'm on their turf, their ground. I respect them. I want to communicate. And that's what yeah. Paul's saying. I'm free. I can do whatever I want as, as a whatever Paul was, Israeli, uh, Jewish person. Um, but because I love them, I'm going to submit yeah. to some areas of culture that don't matter much. Yeah. So, sure. So, as I said, now in the Philippines, very different. That would not be the case. But it's an example. How much do you love people? Because some people go to a culture and expect them to be like you, and and they're yeah. not. We have to
0: contextualize mm. the good news. That's so good. I love it, and I think that's definitely the heart of Jesus is really because every culture is beautiful and it has so yeah. many amazing things. We're not trying to change the culture. We want to love and serve the culture with the message of Jesus. So that's so good. Uh, just to finish off. Um, Can you maybe give a few examples? I know you've shared some great stories, but how you've maybe in an area that wasn't working and then all of a sudden you saw something uh, and there was a lift, like that example of the tribe with the peace child or something. Have you seen those kind of examples where all of a sudden, because of this idea, there's been a lift or fruitfulness in a certain area? I've seen it in every culture I've been to. I'm praying for it. I'm asking
1: God to show me, give me an insight, and, in, and I'm talking to people who are fruitful. So if someone's got a great church, I'll go and talk to them and say, what did you find the key? That's what mm. I would do straight yeah. up. And just personally, it's from experience. So um, one time I was in Malaysia and I was in a, um, a dormitory for men because I was renewing a visa and my flatmate or my roommate was from Myanmar, actually, and from uh, Islamic faith and uh, Muhammad. He was a great guy and he is a great guy, I hope. And um, I wanted to share a little bit about Jesus with him and he just wouldn't listen. And then he was going out for lunch. He said, I'm going to this restaurant. I said, can I come with you? And he said, oh, but it's it's halal. It's special, you know, Islamic um, ritual to kill the meat. And I said, oh, can I come? And he said, yeah and so I went with him and it was an amazing restaurant food was the best ever mm-hmm. um, but you had to eat with your fingers and I'm not very dexterous with my fingers and I am left-handed so go to pick up the left hand and he said you can't do that here so <laughs> I'm trying to eat with my right hand food I've never eaten with my and literally true story the the curry was flowing down my arm and off my elbow like I'm trying to eat and he's laughing and the whole restaurant's watching and laughing and I'm laughing and I'm saying, so good. This is so good and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, we had a, we laughed and we went back to the dormitory, closed the door, and the first thing that Muhammad said to me was, you can tell me about Jesus now. It was the most amazing experience and I, I shared with him and I prayed with him. I'm not sure he received the Lord, but he heard the message and I pray sure. for him, that young yeah. man. We'll be in heaven one day because of mm. that experience sure. so I, I was a fool I was the fool right I was the yeah. I wasn't trying to be a fool but I didn't I didn't know what to do mm. and I think that that's the attitude with with Japan is mm. not being fearful but hey can we talk and what do you think yeah. about this and so here in Japan this discovery of purpose is through discussion hearing Japanese saying things like uh, we say have you got a purpose no why not I don't know what you're talking about," they say, and Mm. so we're discussing. Well, why don't you know? We're not. We're not being mean. Please explain. Please explain. Mm. Oh, we're just. We just brought up to you know, this education and get those things in life, and and we're talking in terms of well, what's your life meant? You've got one life. What do you want it to be? And and all of a sudden they they. It's not because of any lack of thinking or smartness or intelligence. It's just teaching them to imagine Mm. and think about the big issues and showing them Jeremiah mm-hmm. twenty nine eleven and watching them awaken. And then actually speaking into the life. You have a God has a plan for your life. And often the men will tear up, not, not tears down the face, but glistening in their eyes. And they'll mm-hmm. say, I didn't, I haven't thought about sure. that. And, and then they'll come back next week and say, I've been thinking about that. And you realize, wow, this is actually a, an issue. Mm-hmm. And so we want to keep talking to Japanese about purpose and, mm-hmm. and God's love and, it sounds simple, but it, it's a discovery that we have just continually um, utilized and then sharing scriptures. Sure. that This is as simple as it gets, is asking questions and watching for responses.
0: Mm, I love it. This has, been, this has been an amazing chat, Pastor Rod, and I just love it. I think, just to summarize, it's really about loving and serving people uh, with the message of the gospel, getting to know people and their cultures, and just how we can bring Jesus to people, uh, which is awesome. So, thanks for an amazing chat today. Uh, would you just pray for us and then we can yeah. finish? Thank you,
1: Lord Jesus, that you crossed culture to come to That's earth great. for us and died and rose mm. again, gave us your Holy Spirit power, and now you've called us to share good news. I pray for your help, teach mm. us, help us, help us to see insights and see mm. where people are at and how we can share the wonderful good news of Jesus, whether it's about loneliness or some sin area habits relationships Mm. help us to see and to reach out in love and prayer Mm. with our friends seeking you help Mm. us to have eyes to understand this big world that you put us in this one life
0: will be counting for you lord jesus help us in Mm. jesus name amen amen awesome well thanks everyone for connecting with us hope you have an awesome rest of your week